Do you know which generation is the largest today? It's millennials, who at the time of this recording are ages 24 to 39, and their traits in sustainable and ethical business practices are creating a lot of change in a lot of areas. Their interest in equality, climate change, peace, justice, poverty, and prosperity. They're doing a number of things, which we're going to talk about today. They're forcing organizations to conform to environmental, social, and governance tenets. They're investing in and working for companies that have embraced visible, sustainable practices. And last, we're going to talk about how your company can benefit in your recruiting, retention, and sales to this group called the Millennials. Welcome to the Creating Responsible Companies podcast, the only podcast that makes corporate social responsibility easy. Now, here are your hosts, Barbara Anderson and Janet Craig. Welcome to episode 11 of Creating Responsible Companies. We call this Millennials and CSR. I'm Barbara Anderson, one of the co-founders of the company bringing you this called Destination Better. And I'm Janet Craig, the other co-founder of Destination Better. And today... We're really excited about every time we make a podcast, oh aren't God, we? We love to talk about we this stuff. We always say we're really excited to talk about this today. <laughs> but we really are. <laughs> <laughs> because we really genuinely are. But today we're going to review an article that Barbara came across. And it was written by a woman who I cannot wait to meet. I really hope that we get to do this one day. Her name is Margarita Chang. And she wrote an article that appeared in Forbes online um, called eight characteristics of millennials that promote the sustainable development goals. And she's referring to the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals or SDGs. And um, also just generally why these characteristics promote and support corporate responsibility, sustainability, CSR, corporate citizenship, whatever your company calls it. So today we're going to take a look at those. That's right. And the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals, there's some connections here. And for those who aren't familiar with them, it's a collection of 17 global goals designed to be a blueprint to achieve a better and more sustainable future for all. And this generation in general is just really committed to betterment of everybody and sustainability. So we're excited to walk through these traits. And and as we do, we want you to think about how this can be applied in your company. We will have show notes and uh, download with a link to the article at uh, destinationbetter.com slash 11 for episode number 11. So um, we'll jump into these characteristics that Ms. Chang has identified. So the first one is, I think it's probably the most obvious, they're really socially conscious. This social awareness is part of their work life. And we're talking about companies and CSR and millennials, which are making up the majority of the population of our workforce, because they've grown up with the internet and social media. So it's just part of who they are. They like sharing and talking about information, right? (laughs) Through their social media channels. And 79% of millennial employees are loyal to companies that care about their effect on society. And they really believe that CSR is going to be key to helping out social and environmental um, issues and improving people's outcomes in their life. They have encouraged their employees to donate time. And several companies also we've seen they are part of the 1% for the planet. Um, One of those companies um, 
one of the first, I think one of the first companies that did that was Salesforce. Oh, yeah. They employ a lot of millennials and they are actually allowed in their company and inspired in their company to not only does Salesforce, and I would have to check and see if they still do this. I believe they do. They give out 1% of their profits. Mm Mm-hmm. And then the employees can also decide what 1% of the product they can give to through their own work. And it makes them feel really good. So if they're working with nonprofits or something like that, as a customer, they're actually enabled to um, give 1% back. It's a really kind of a cool yeah. thing. And there's lots of other things that that, um, that how millennials are use, using social consciousness um, in their personal lives and in their work lives too, and how companies are connecting with that. So, uh, so yeah, socially conscious, number one. Of the Salesforce model, they have it's 1%, giving 1% the product, as you said, Janet, and 1% uh, volunteering for their time. So it's kind of a 111% across the board. And uh, this generation, being so socially conscious, they could be perhaps the most connected generation that we've seen so far. Number two is they are technology-based. They cannot imagine a world without devices like smartphones, laptops, and other gadgets to help them perform their jobs, but help them, as I said, stay connected. They're super web savvy. They're curious. They're independent. And they are using these devices not only in their workplace, but also to advance these uh, areas that they're interested in terms of sustainability and social consciousness. So that's number two. I would like to add, too, that um, from an entrepreneurial perspective, the millennials are using technology to develop new apps and Mm -hmm. new ways of connecting um, people in developing countries around education and health and all those kinds of things. So I think there's some some other interesting things that are happening in the world in companies and their technology where millennials are working at these companies and they can actually use technology to make make the world better. That's right. All right. So that was number two. Number three, ethnically diverse and optimistic. We love that. We love the optimistic part Mm -hmm. too. Millennials comprise the most ethnically diverse generation very open-minded. They were raised in that network world. So they were Mm -hmm. talking to everyone and that use of mobile apps and social media websites. They are super optimistic. They like to learn about other cultures. They want to be sure that people are taken care of around the world. They've got friendships uh, all over the world. I have, we have a friend, um, our friend Amin. That's right. Who met his fiance and they were from two completely different countries in high school, in an international high school in a country that neither one of them were from. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, so that's kind of cool. But I think that this also supports what we talked about in our episode about um, Gen Z's in episode CSR. 10. Episode 10. That Gen Z's have never known a non-ethnically diverse world. Oh, that's right. And I would like to say, I'm just going to put in a plug for myself here as a boomer. (laughs) I would like to think that parents, boomer parents like me, tried to raise our kids that everybody was the same and and it didn't matter. So I'm going to take a little bit of credit for this one, whether I... (laughs) I think our generation deserves it or not. Yeah. Yep, exactly. We all have all of our generations um, 
from, you know, boomers and Xers and millennials and Zs and the generations before us. That's one of those things, this number three, ethnically diverse and optimistic, that has had very different impacts on all of our generations. And they definitely play out in culture in the workplace, 100%. So number three, ethnically diverse and optimistic. Number four, Barbara. Number four, they embrace experiences and ethical spending. So this generation, I think more so than any other generation, even the Gen Zs who come behind them, they really value experiences. And if they have a choice between spending a dollar on something or an experience, in large part, they're going to select the experience. And if you think about it on social media, they've kind of become their own digital personalities with their travels and showcasing their experiences and how they work anywhere around the world. They're participating in university exchange program, working in foreign countries. And so when they spend their money, they are looking for ethical and sustainable experiences, things like eco lodges or ecotourism. It really appeals to them because it lowers their carbon footprint. So as you think about your corporate social responsibility and how you offer products, how you communicate what your company is doing. If you want to appeal to this generation, be sure that you're communicating that. And Janet and I participated with a Mandela Research study on um, the Sustainable Traveler, which we'll have an episode on soon. And they, uh, this generation, for sure, they know what they're looking for when they see it. And that's where they're going to spend their money. They spend more money, they stay longer, and they bring more people with them, especially as it relates to tourism, but not just tourism. So um, if you have initiatives in your company, or even if you want to talk about how ethical you are in your business practices, how you treat your employees, that should all be part of your communications message made very visible for these individuals. It can be woven into your social media, on your website, can be in your product placement, all of those things. That's number four, the millennials embrace experiences and ethical spending. Number five, educated and knowledgeable. Millennials, and I'm reading from the article, have been described as the most educated and knowledgeable generation in history. And Barbara, you and I love talking about the rise of the knowledge-based business. Right. And when we think about millennials, we think about where they are in college right now. Most of them are already college graduates, that they were exposed to online learning early on. So they want to know how to do something, they're just going to go out and learn how to do it, right? They can because there's so much free information on the internet. There is. There's so much. And also that emergence of social media has allowed just millennials to increase their their knowledge by just sharing information. They've always been exposed to computing devices. They know how to use them to increase their knowledge. And so taking all those online courses and skills help them participate in that gig economy But I also would argue that it helps them also do better jobs inside companies Mm -hmm. where they are learning how to do jobs inside companies, but they may be also learning on their own about about other things that they can bring into the workplace because they are so eligible, um, educated, knowledgeable. And so that's something that companies can think about is taking a look at where else do they want to learn? Does it apply to their job? 
Does that apply to some other social and environmental impact of your company? And how can you marry all of these things together because they have this great thirst for knowledge? And I would add to that, even the team members who we have as millennials, they don't take no for an answer in terms of their optimism. Like, I can figure this out. I can do that. I can figure out this technology. This is how you work around. And so we love the optimism, especially in the kind of can-do knowledge there for the millennials. So that's number five, millennials are educated and knowledgeable. Number six, the millennials are health conscious. They prefer healthy food to fast food. And I would add to that that they prefer healthy fast food in in a perfect world. So people are starting to get it with their businesses to attract this generation. In fact, 80% of them believe that eating healthy is their key to longevity and wellness and reducing the risks of disease. They've even been referred to as the most health conscious generation ever. They are um, dedicated to having a work-life balance and they're spending money on their health, investing in their future um, priorities mental and physical health. And, um, you know, hats off for them because I have always thought and said that you pay now or pay later. You know, you can eat healthy now and later, hopefully you won't spend that money that maybe you paid to eat a healthy meal. You won't pay it on a hospital bill or um, getting up early in the morning to work out. You can take that time now or you can be laying in a hospital later. And not that it's all foolproof, but I uh, tip my hat to them for their commitment to this. And I can say that I see this in this generation that they are health conscious. Number seven, financially conscious. This is one of my favorite subjects. That's right. Everybody knows. We could have an episode on this alone. We should. (laughs) We should. Margarita and I can have it together. If she's out there listening, I can't wait to I can't wait to meet you and talk about this. So this is really interesting. Millennials earn 20% less income than their parents. We've already seen, this is not news, shouldn't be news to anybody, that their rate of property ownership is lower than that of their mm-hmm. of baby boomers. Definitely. They rent a lot and they love this sharing economy, Ubers, hiring cars, things like that, instead of buying them. And so also to compensate for that low income, a lot of millennials focus on building their savings. And Bank of America put out an amazing report and they would do amazing work on their surveys yeah. to make sure that they're ahead. I think that they've, if you've ever read one of Bank of America's, either their ESG, Environment, Social and Governance reports, which is now part of their annual report. It's not separate. They know that it should be part of their business. And um, there's, it's just packed with information about exactly what we're talking about. 16% of millennials, this is according to this Bank of America survey, Uh, Between 23 and 37, already saved $100,000 in their accounts for retirement. Wow. (laughs) Is that unbelievable? Yeah. But this is the other really cool thing. And I think that this is where investors and when we talk about environment, social and governance, and we talk about companies becoming socially and environmentally aware because it does impact their business. Millennials, this is where they're investing their money. They want to be invested in companies that are socially and environmentally responsible. They want to invest in companies that are having a positive social and environmental impact. And Bank of America actually called it a wall of ESG, environment, social, and governance money. They actually said that in the report. There is a wall of ESG money out there. Millennials are driving this 
because they want to be supporting companies that support responsible, socially and environmentally responsible practices. They do. And in fact, um, there was a in one of my exercise classes, I was running with a millennial one morning and she asked what I did. And I told her what Janet and I do with Destination Better. And she said, oh, you know what? Just like last month, I moved all of my personal investments into responsible funds. And my husband gave me a hard time about it. He said, you know, you're going to lose money on that. She goes, I don't think I'm going to lose money. But even if I do, I can sleep at night. So it is definitely a trend. And and it's in large part, maybe why Miss Chang wrote this article is to try to capture that audience. Because as Janet said, they are smart about their money, and they're going to invest it where they think it is most responsible. Right. And she also talks about some Morningstar data. There was some data that I was looking at earlier this week, according to Morningstar. Those ESG funds, the Environment, Social and Governance, or the SRI, Socially Responsible Investing, those um, funds that are invested in companies that can show that they are environmentally and socially responsible, ESG funds attracted $8.9 billion in the first six months of 2019. Okay, so that's $8.9 billion in the first six months of 2019 compared to $5.5 billion in all of 2018. Wow. Is that amazing? Wow. Yep. Well, that's a trend. So take these, uh, take these tips and data points and apply them in your company to that's why we're here that's right right? so we're trying to make this easy this corporate social responsibility thing so then to round it out we're i'm going to summarize here we've got the eight characteristics of the millennial generation that promotes sustainability we talked about number one is socially conscious two technology-based Three, they're ethnically diverse and optimistic. Number four, they embrace experiences and ethical spending. Number five, they're educated and knowledgeable. Six, health conscious. Seven, financially conscious. And eight. Number eight, they are spiritually conscious. In fact, they're thinking of when they think about spirituality, it's not necessarily religion. It's more about connecting with goals around saving the planet. It's more about being kind of spiritually conscious. They're not attracted to as much or attached to organized religion, but more so believe and identify with the term spirituality. They believe in human rights more than religion, and they have a deep sense of connecting in helping others, regardless of gender, race, religion, or political affiliation. So it's more about kind of being good people and taking care of the planet. They are defending the future. They see that they have an opportunity to move the needle, if you will. And so they're looking at that. And that's why they're taking steps to choose firms to work for and invest in that embrace sustainability. So in summary, the millennial generation is conscious at all levels. They want to save their money and invest in a socially responsible manner because they believe in changing communities. They are more racially and ethnically diverse, which has helped them support and fight for equality and human rights and their socially and spiritually consciousness to help them conserve for the environment and future generations. So I think the key word in all of this, Janet, is conscious. (laughs) That's right. That's the awareness. 
You know, they're mm-hmm. incredibly acutely aware. They're using their brains to learn and technology to learn and to change the world. And they want to come and work for your company. If you're doing that, you need to be telling your story if you're not, because if you think you are, but you're really not, they're going to be looking for companies that are, and that's where they're going to go to work. That's where they're going to go and make their difference. Or they are going to take all that great technology and education and awareness and start their own company to change something Yeah, we see that as well. Yeah, Mm -hmm. definitely. So what all of this means to you in terms of corporate social responsibility or CSR is to, as we've said, tell your story, find out, identify what it is in your company that you stand for, that your company stands behind, that you invest in, how you engage in your communities, what you're doing around, as they say, saving the planet or their environmental initiatives. And so we've got some previous episodes that can help you do that. And episode five is our three steps to making CSR easy. So that walks you through a simple process to get you on your way for that. And then in terms of communicating, episodes six, seven, and eight talk about internal, external, and then investor, owner, or shareholder communication. So six, seven, and eight are all about how to communicate. That's right. And we really hope that you will take our offer of our free downloads because they're really, we put a lot of thought, you know, Barbara and I have worked in this industry for a long time. And so we put a lot of thought out there so that if you don't have to be a, you know, decades, <laughs> decades into this as a CSR professional, take what we've made for you and go and apply it in your company. It could be a large company, a small company, medium company, it doesn't matter. We try to make it easy for you. And then think about what we went through today and and kind of ask yourself those questions. You know, when we look around in our company, are we ethnically diverse? Are we using technology to the best of our ability? Are we educating our workforce? Are we keeping up their thirst for education and knowledge? You know, what are we doing to match their work-life balance and that spirituality and through yoga and meditation and things like that, all of those things. So use this article. Um, thank you, Ms. Chang, for um, yes, authoring it. Yes, we appreciate we're that. so happy that we came across it and hope to meet you one day. And then also, yeah, just take those, take all those great downloads we've given you and start making your inventory. And then please share with us. Yeah, yeah. I would even make a specific request to listeners on this one is to share it with the millennials in your life and see if this... Uh, strikes a chord if this is if they agree with this we'd love to hear from you on social media we've got facebook page and group under destination better we're on linkedin instagram and youtube so uh, we appreciate you listening we'd love to hear from you give us a thumbs up thumbs down let us know if you don't agree with any of it or maybe things that you've implemented in your company that has helped in terms of engaging millennials as employees or as customers and you can also go to destination better.com and click on our say hello tab. Oh, that's right. That's right. And there's a little button that you can just push and you can leave us up to a three minute message. And laughingly, we say we're not millennials. <laughs> so we'll actually listen to your voice, <laughs> unlike right. our children. And let us know what you think about it. Let us know how you're doing this in your own company. And if you're a millennial and you think that there's some things that got left off this list, we'd love to hear from you. Yep. We call them everyday superheroes. Right. Our, the millennials are in that group. So thank you for listening. And until next time. 
Thank you for listening to the Creating Responsible Companies podcast. Find tools and additional episodes on our website, destinationbetter.com. If there's a topic you'd like us to cover, leave a voice message on our contact page. Don't worry, Barbara and Janet aren't millennials. They actually listen to voicemails. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram. 